You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, January the 26th, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual again this Friday is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Great to be here. It is great to be here. It's been a wild week, but it is always great to make it through. And uh, hey, before we get started, of course, I've got to ask you, did you know, Eric, that the deadline for RRSP season in Canada is fast approaching? I did know that. The deadline this year is March 1, 2018. So our friends at Sprout Money have partnered up with Quest Trade to make it even easier for you to buy and store physical gold and silver in your registered retirement account. Don't miss the deadline. Invest in your future today. You can call 888-861-0775 for more details or visit SproutMoney.com as well. Uh, Eric, it has been a wild week. Let's just start out this discussion by at least mentioning, uh, I guess, some perspective. Gold is up $18 on the week and silver's up $0.37. Cents. I'd take that every week, wouldn't you? It's been a great week. It was a greater week until uh, uh, the dollar rallied for momentarily yesterday and uh, the cabal beat up on gold and of course they use these opportunities because there haven't been many opportunities this year for them to point to something that's uh, that's gold negative and I guess that uh, mini rally when uh, President Trump said we believe in a strong dollar was uh, an opportunity so far today the dollar is very weak gold looks like it wants to rally here I think there's uh, many many factors all coming together uh, that look good for the precious metals this year. You know, we should talk about the dollar because we've been talking about the dollar, it seems, for the last, I don't know, three or four months because this is a trend that is clearly our friend in 2018. A weaker dollar seems to drive uh, interest and funds into commodities in general as they rise. And that's going to lift all of the boats, you would think. And the dollar already down more than three points year-to-date, so about 2.5% just here in January. That trend continues. You would sure think that's going to help us all throughout the year, right, Eric? Well, I'm sitting here thinking, Craig, you don't want to annualize that 2.5% decline in three weeks. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty significant by the end of the year. But, you know, even in my simple little mind as I look at that dollar chart, you break 90 on the DXY, I mean, it looks to me like it goes to 80. Yeah. So you end up with another double-digit uh, depreciation this year. We had a double-digit depreciation last year. Wait, how many years in a row can you take this before you say, you know some I should do something about this? Because for all Americans, they're losing purchasing power right. on an international basis. You know, your Nissan is going to be 20% more expensive, other things being equal. And then the cost of any imports, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just The dollar has less purchasing power. So it's a very, very significant thing. And there might be lots of reasons. For, perhaps the biggest reason in my mind is that, you know, the bond market is we're in a bear market in the bond market. And that's where the big money shifts are. Right. And if people in the world think that U.S. bonds rates, the interest rates are going to go higher and bonds are going to go lower and they want to get out, I mean, that's a flood of money uh, that's trying to get out. And, of course, two things go wrong. One, interest rates go up, and as you know, the 10 years around, I think it's 263, 264 today. Been a little higher earlier in the week. Um, and so it's been a very gut-wrenching time for bondholders 
uh, we're, I'm not a bondholder, so I don't get to experience this, but you know that there's been some serious losses. And, of course, the fear of the big loss. Imagine if the bond actually changed by 100 basis points. Oh, my God, the losses in the bonds would be staggering. Uh, so there's lots of reasons to think that the pressure could stay on the dollar. Uh, there's lots of reasons for people who have been in gold when we see, saw seen a rally now. For, we're in the third year of rally. Uh, like it could get very exciting here this year. There's lots of people coming out in favor of gold who otherwise hadn't been in favor of gold. So it's uh, things are looking up. Yeah, and the, the the clown show of this week doesn't instill a lot of confidence in global investors either. You know, we're talking about the dollar, the reserve currency of the world. And you've got the Secretary of Treasury saying we want a weak dollar here in the U.S. one day. And then the very next day, the president has to turn around and correct him. I mean, that does not instill confidence, you know, in the competence of the U.S. administration. I would think that doesn't bode well for the dollar either. Yeah. And I might add, a president who says one thing one day and can say the opposite thing the next day. Yeah. So, so you never know what, yeah. where we all stand here. And, of course, the whole trade issue on washing machines and uh, and solar panels, uh, there may be uh, some action out of some of the countries affected here, which will have a negative impact. But those sorts of things uh, cause people to be uh, disappointed in the, in the dollar as well. So, and, you know, we have other economic data that's, that's been weak and maybe we should talk of that too. Well, you mentioned the data, the data this morning uh, was weak. Fourth quarter uh, GDP first guess came in below expectations at 2.6 versus an expectation of three and the durable goods orders down here in the States, everybody thought they looked good just on the headline number. But if you strip away the spending on aircraft for Boeing, and strip away the spending on uh, bombs and guns and everything else to make war, durable goods core is actually negative. doesn't really bode well either, does it? No. And uh, we're getting lots of uh, indications that things aren't as strong as they should be. Most of the, the ISMs have been weak. The Fed surveys have been weak. Mm-hmm. The retail sales were weak in December. Um, like there's lots of indications that – we're not starting off in a, in, a, in, a, in a, there's lots of talk of a boom, but I'm not so sure there is a boom. The, the data is certainly not supporting it. And wouldn't it be interesting if all of a sudden that data just continued to stay soft and we realize, you know what, crossover America, who's receiving their 20% increase in their health care bill yeah. and their rent increases and the food going up and, you know, we're seeing more signs of inflation, even the GDP report, I think inflation was 1.9% in the fourth quarter. Well, you know what? Many people don't get 1.9% wage increases. So it's been tough for the average guy here. In fact, it's been ridiculously tough for the average guy. And I think that will continue to play out. You, you know, you can't, you can't expect someone to spend money that he doesn't have, particularly when prices around him are actually going up. That's even right. No, they're not recorded as going up. So that's a big concern. So it all kind of piles together into making an interesting stew for higher metal prices as we go through the year. You know, not straight up. Everybody wants things to go straight up like Bitcoin. But certainly the trend is going in our direction with flows of money from around the world now looking for an undervalued sector. Commodities are it. And if the dollar is going to keep falling... It would seem to be that commodities would keep rallying and gold and silver are treated as such. And so it looks good. GLD is adding 
uh, metric tons, yeah. if you think that's important. <laughs> and, and all in all, it looks like we're off to a good start, doesn't it? It, it sure does. And, uh, you know, it's not just precious metals. I mean, we've had some pretty good rises in base metals here. Lead, zinc, nickel, copper. I was shocked to see the price of lumber is almost 500 bucks a thousand board feet, which is twice what it was a c- couple of years ago. It's got to mean the cost of housing is going up. So there's lots of action in a uh, asset class that looks like it's the last class to go. Uh, everything else is gone. Yeah. And some of them are still going. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like uh, there's lots of room for uh, – commodities to continue to run here because the money no one has recommended anyone be in commodities for a long time and it looks like our time has come yeah now i know you keep a close eye on the crypto market because you find it fascinating what have you seen there this week well it's interesting uh, i mean the fact that bitcoin is is down i think it's around ten thousand five hundred. actually touched below that probably last week sort of rallied this week and then it's given up that rally here on friday uh, there's a, a coin exchange in Japan that closed, uh, uh, that, that they stopped uh, withdrawals. That one of the larger ones, actually, it was called CoinCheck. Um, and that, and I think, and there's recent studies come out that have said that 10% of all coins are just hacked and lost, which how could anybody invest in something like that where you lose 10% by hacking? Right. Well, you don't want that to happen every year, right? <laughs> give it give it time, you'll have nothing. So that's uh, been very surprising. And there's been studies that um, have shown previously uh, that the prices are manipulated because, and we talked about this last week, it's an unregulated market and it looks like prices are manipulated. So you've got a pretty loosey-goosey type market out there unregulated volatility is unbelievable uh it's obviously technically i mean it's, it's that's pretty weak when you go from uh, roughly twenty thousand down to ten thousand in a very very short time that that's almost shocking it is shocking so anyway i think and then we've also noted that uh, from various coin dealers that uh, some of the profits of the insiders or the big guys who were uh, first movers who have sold the cryptocurrencies. Of course, what are they going to do? They turn around and buy precious metals with their their winnings. So that's been very positive as well. Eric, as we wrap up, I've had a lot of requests this week, either through Twitter, we've gotten them through the Sprott Money inbox. Just for an update, anything you might know, how things are progressing down there in Australia with some of the companies that we were talking about last year, things kind of gone quiet. Um, And so people are just wondering uh, if it's just your perspective at this point. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, obviously, it's been the results have been disappointing in the sense that I'm, I'm going to refer to Novo here that their ability to prove uh, the thesis has been affected by the inability to get good core samples or uh, bulk samples, and even the bulk sample. When they say it's a bulk sample, I mean, 500 pounds is hardly. It's called a bulk sample, but it's not a lot of. It's not a lot, okay? Right. It's, that might be less. It's less than, a, than a, a cubic meter, so it doesn't really tell you anything. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, we have to await results of a true bulk sample. It's almost like a, a test mining, in a way, to try to prove that there is a, a nugget effect at a certain level in the conglomerate. And the one biggest thing that's happened that that's a negative uh, 
is that there were hopes that the conglomerate might be somewhere between uh, potentially 50, uh, 10 meters of thickness and let's say two or three meters of thickness. And it, it looks like, and I don't want to jump the gun here, and I'm only uh, commenting on what's in the public domain here, that that thickness might be as little as as uh, half of a meter. Now, that's also what they had in uh, South Africa. They only mined, I think it was like 40 centimeters, and, they, and of course they had over a billion ounces of gold. So you can still have huge amounts of gold here, um, but it, it's taken us from the, we're not talking hundreds of billions of ounces, or maybe tens of billions of ounces. Even a billion would be fine, okay, Greg? Right. <laughs> uh, but it has, it has shrunk the scale of things, and of course, it's delayed the time when we know exactly what's going on, because now they got to take these uh, bigger uh, bulk samples and get them tested and prove to the world what kind of consistent grade we can get. And that hasn't been done yet. So uh, we'll just have to wait for that. And of course, anytime you say wait, stocks weaken. Right. In the case of Novo, it was up something like 20% yesterday. And there's, there are suggestions, and I believe this, that when these when warrants expire on these stocks, you know, there were some 85-cent warrants that expired. And I don't know how many there were, but let's say there are three or four million. You know, a lot of people don't want to put up the 85 cents, so they just sell the stock. Well, you bring in that selling into the market, uh, which is an unusual timing event, it can create weakness. And it, it would seem that most of those warrants are now, uh, people have done whatever they're going to do in terms of selling, so the pressure's off. Uh, we just have to stand by and wait and see uh, what these trenching results uh, will do. And, of course, in the case of Nova, they're going to get to go into Comet Well, which is 100% owned property. And I think that will uh, certainly help the flavor of things when they when they get started up there. So it's been um, – we really haven't had any news to, to hold on to. Uh, but we're still believers in the thesis that uh, there's a major deposit there. It's just – it's not it's not being proven in the timeline that all of us bulls would like to have. So right. We'll have to stand by on that one. Some fabulous perspective from someone who should know. I mean, that's uh, you're a legend in knowing this stuff, Eric. And so I just really appreciate you passing along your wisdom. No doubt about it. And my friend, it has been uh, always fun to talk to you. And it has been a very fun start to the year. And I look forward to next Friday. I suppose by next Friday we'll have an employment report to discuss and all that kind of stuff again. So it'll be another fun talk next week. But for now, I think we'll just call it a day and uh, wish you a happy weekend. Okay, great. All the best to you and all the listeners. Take care. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks again for listening this week. And we'll talk to you next Friday.